I've always been so fascinated by people's healing stories that break the norm and ultimately turn into huge transformation. This is a space where I will share personal stories, including my own, and all of the amazing healing and spiritual practices that sometimes can be a little out there. Hey, in my opinion, the more out there, the better. I'm Jayana. This is Alchemizing Pain. Hi, thank you for coming back if you are returning and thank you if you're here for the first time. Wow, so this episode is going to be intense and I've been trying to figure out how to even word it and I just decided I needed to hit record and just let it flow and stop thinking about it. Um, I had a few days ago a therapy session unexpectedly intense. I did not go in there with that intention. You know, my therapist kind of always asks me like, what do you want to work on? Or what is coming up for you right now? I was feeling that I was not being in my body enough with my feelings. I was distracting myself with cell phones and Netflix. And so that was kind of the the thing that I brought to the table that day. And you know how therapists do, they kind of start kind of questioning and peeling back the layers of the onion of what's going on here. You know, it's just like, what are you trying to distract yourself from? Obviously, I feel like I'm trying to distract myself from the big feelings of going through a breakup and the grief that comes from that. But I don't think that's, that's it entirely. Um, you know, there's definitely other things going on there is one of my go-to problems in my life. And it has been since I was a teenager is really disconnecting from myself and, and going to these unhealthy coping mechanisms of distraction. I'm not quite sure how we got here, but basically I have realized, and I think I've known this, but sometimes we need constant reminders is that him very outwardly focused instead of inwardly focused. And what that means for me is I need validation from external circumstances to feel worthy and good enough. I need to achieve things in my career um, to feel like I'm worthy of love or to be seen. And my anxiety, a lot of the times, the things that I'm anxious about are how I'm being perceived or how I feel like I'm coming across. And um, there's a deep rooted fear there of feeling rejected. And so I morph myself into different versions of me to feel accepted by people. And that also manifests as a lot of people pleasing and not always acting out in a way that's authentic to me or how I would actually want to be. And definitely a huge problem in my relationships, not always caring for myself and the care that I need and focusing more on what they need so that I can feel safe. And 
that's a heavy realization and it makes me feel very ashamed and a little (laughs) self-centered, but you know, it's something that now I have awareness about and I can choose a different path. And I'm been contemplating since then, since this session, what does it mean to live in a more inward way? And, you know, first of all, I think that's being with your feelings, (laughs) being with the uncomfortableness of being human and everything that comes with that. You know, we have to be with the full spectrum of the human experience. And sometimes that's not always comfortable letting emotions flow through you and not letting them get stuck inside of you, letting them out and not distracting with Netflix and social scrolling when it feels uncomfortable. I think it also means going inward, you know, through meditation, yoga, embodiment practices, caring more about how you feel and not how does this make you look externally? That's a huge one for me. I really have lived my life a lot for external reasons. And I've been kind of a high achiever throughout my life. Um, And I really belittle myself when I feel like my perception is that I'm not achieving or not doing something you know, extraordinary in my career or, or big, you know, recognitions or achievements aren't happening in my career or whatever. And once there's a lot of time in between something happening, I, uh, I feel more and more shitty and I've had some kind of cool career successes. I've edited a documentary that was on HBO and it was shortlisted for the Academy Awards. I recently have had some photography get into some exhibitions in Greece and and the Sky Harbor International Airport here. I just got a fellowship for documentary editing and I've had these cool experiences. And, you know, when these moments happen, I, I feel like this high and I feel proud of myself for a second. <laughs> and... that feeling really doesn't last very long. And then afterwards I started to second guess myself. I start to not feel good anymore about it, that that high wears off and I'm back to kind of this base level of, ah, there's something wrong with me or God, I don't want to look stupid or I don't want to be rejected. You know, these core, core beliefs that I have about myself or I'm not good enough. And so then I'm constantly chasing the next thing, the next thing. And I can't be satisfied with anything that I actually do achieve because it's like an addiction. I need it to feel good about myself. So this is a hard one. This is a hard thing for me to wrap my brain around. What does it mean to come from more of an inward place and not need external validation to feel worthy. Like what does it mean to feel worthy just as I am in stillness or in contemplation? Like I don't need to do anything to be worthy. I'm just me. 
I know I'm not the only one who struggles with this. Like our society is so externally based, you know, climbing the corporate ladder, achievements, making career excesses. I mean, look at LinkedIn. I feel like that whole site is dedicated to like, hey, look at this cool thing that I just did at work or actually social media in general. (laughs) Hello. Anytime I post a story, I can't, it's embarrassing how many times I go to look at it to see who's looked at it. Like I need that you know, validation, like, oh, wow, I'm acknowledged and I'm seen. And this is a tricky thing. Here I am making a podcast for the first time, something I've wanted to do for a long time. And the sole survival of something like this is dependent on external validation. You have to have people to engage with it to even reach anybody, to even you know, keep it going. So it's like this conundrum, like, hey, I have to not care. I have to not care. I have to do this because I love it. And um, I derive enjoyment out of it, not because I'm excited about who's going to hear it or where it might go. I just have to do it because I like it. I have to enjoy, like I'm a nerd. I love technology and I love learning Um how to do things technically. And I do video editing and film editing and I don't work with, I work with audio, but not in this way, you know, not with the mics, the nice mics that you get to use. And I'm grateful that I have a nice mic that I get to use nice podcast mic. Shout out to sure (laughs) sponsor me. Just kidding. Um, anyways, and like the technology of, you know, the audio editing interface, Adobe Audition, which I don't use as often, and the audio filters and how to make podcasts engaging and the uploading process. I had no idea about RSS feeds and how that all works. And I learned something from that. And so there's just a lot of fun that to be had of just learning this new medium that I've never worked in before. And everything that comes with that the art, like creating the the art for the thumbnail, super fun. You know, I got to use my own photography and kind of design it. I went through several different iterations of it. It's pretty simple, but that photo is one that I'm proud of. And I got to engage with making art for this and like, gosh, that's fun and creative. And so doing things more because I enjoy them and less because I want something out of it externally. It's going to be a hard one. It really is. And it's going to be a daily practice to work on. Um, because I want that freedom. All of my anxiety is usually centered around people and like worrying about how I come across and worrying if I said something wrong, worried if I was compassionate enough, worried if I said things in a coherent way that people could understand, worried that I sound smart enough. Ugh, it sucks hearing this out loud. But honestly, these are my anxieties. And I used to get so panicky about just like emails, um, sending the email and how I worded it. Or there's so much self-abandonment I did because I wanted to 
be accepted. So many times where I needed to care for myself instead of work, but I pushed because I wanted that career validation. I wanted to grow in my career. And so I put myself and what I actually need on the back burner so that I could have this external validation of career growth. It's a hard one to sit with. And another factor of this is because I have been so outwardly focused on what other people want and need, I have no idea what I like and what I need a lot of the time. Not all the time, but a lot of the time. Just the other day, I was shopping. I wanted to get some like holiday decorations for my apartment, just minimal. Um, and I was looking at garland colors and I wanted to get some garland to hang up. And I looked at the color choices and my impulse was to text my ex and send her a picture and ask her, which colors do you think we should get? And that's what I would always do. And that's what I do with a lot of people in my life. Um, I ask them what they would like. And then I'm like, you're right. I want that too. (laughs) But I don't actually want that. And I don't even know what I want. Not all the time, but a lot of the time, like I'm not even sure. And so I had to sit there in the store and look at the garland. I'm like, what? And like, really like tune in, like what color do I actually want? (laughs) It seems so silly, but you know, just that minimal example, you can see how big things, how that can apply. Um, if I can't even decide about what color of garland I want, the people pleasing runs deep and the people pleasing is a coping mechanism to control other people's opinions about you. People, people please because they want to be in control of the perception of them. And honestly, it's a little bit manipulative. And that's really hard to admit about yourself. Putting on these different masks for different people because you know you learned their individual interests and likes and needs and you morph and adapt to that so that you'll be liked. And yeah, it comes from a core wound of not wanting to be rejected, which is so human. It's actually primal. We needed community to survive in the hunter-gatherer times. Like we needed people and community to, you know, take turns hunting or whatever. Um, And our survival depended on other people. And in the modern world, that manifests in those ways of being socially rejected. And it's so painful when that happens. It's devastating. And so we develop ways to not be rejected to make sure that we're not rejected. And I have definitely done that. It's insidious. And I wonder how much anxiety I would actually be left with if I lived from an inward place and I didn't live from an outward place. 
would there even be any anxiety left? Other ways that this living from an outward place has caused me a lot of suffering in my life is, you know, I'm a creative individual. I always have been. And creations, you know, do want to be seen. (laughs) I think you'd be lying if you say that's not what you hope for. I mean, we all want to be seen. It's core human need to be seen and it's okay. But a lot of the times I would have creative ideas and I would start working on them and, and devote a lot of time to them and get excited about them, tell people about them. Um, I'd start working on it and then we get to the point where it's time to now unearth it into the world. And I'd stop because the anxiety of somebody seeing that and not liking it or think it's stupid, think I'm stupid, froze me from even doing it. And so I have so many started creative projects that were laid to rest because of my fear of rejection. This podcast almost being one of them, it's stressful to put my voice out in the world and have that fear if it's even going to amount to anything, am I going to be rejected and, and feeling that. And I've stopped myself from doing so many things that filled me up creatively and not bringing them out into the world because I was afraid of being rejected. It breaks my heart. Music. I, throughout my life, I have shifted my music interest based on who was around me. And if they like something, then I like that. And then I would downplay things that I've done this in my relationships. I would downplay music that I liked if I knew they didn't like it. I would stop playing it. And I would play more of what I thought they might feel acceptable. Other ways this has manifested for me is just like making plans with people and not being comfortable with the plans, but doing it anyway, because I didn't want to disappoint them. Yeah. So living inwardly, that's something I'm going to have to unpack more as time goes on, what that actually means. I think it's going to be a lot slower moving. I'm really going to have to learn to tune in. And that's something, you know, I do struggle with is, is even knowing what I'm feeling, even knowing what I'm wanting, even knowing what I'm needing, even knowing if I'm hungry sometimes or thirsty, you know, that's that basic that I'm not, of not being, being so checked out for so long and not being tuned in to me. I am living inside this body. I'm going through life inside this body. I have to be in it. I really struggle with disassociation and and just being in my body. I feel very spacey a lot of time and it's frustrating to me because I just do not feel present in my life some of the time and I want to be. I have been so used to not living in my body, being outwardly focused Oh, and a big one, a big, big one is my external body. I have struggled with how my body looks 
um, since as long as I can remember. And I am, I am constantly making self-deprecating thoughts about the way my body looks. I'm, I'm pretty curvy and I've always been curvy and I've struggled with that. I always feel like there's something wrong with my body and I need to be smaller. And I'm very focused on how I look and I'm getting gray hair a lot. I started getting gray hair at 16 um, and I have a lot now. I'm only 34 and I feel very insecure about that. And I dye my hair constantly to get rid of that. You know, my face is aging, getting bags under my eyes and all of those fun things. And uh, it, it really brings me a lot of sorrow to watch how my body changes as I age um, and to see how my body's weight shifts. That's a huge one for me of being outwardly focused. I'm very focused on how my body looks. If I were more focused in how I feel, do I feel mentally clear? Do I feel positive? That would dictate more healthy choices and how I eat and exercise and all of that. And the thing that I want would probably happen because I'm making those choices to feel better. So I think that's another way of living more inwardly when it comes to your body and how it looks could benefit the thing that you're worried about. I think this obsessive nature to diet culture and chronic exercising and looking at yourself in the mirror, I think if we tuned in and how does this food make me feel when I eat it? Do I feel energized? Do I feel clear-headed? Do I feel sluggish? Maybe this food choice is not the best for how I want to feel. I think it's, instead of restricting, it's about what do I want more of? I think I saw somebody post that the other day. Instead of restricting, what do I want to eat more of so I feel a certain way? Yeah, so this is a big realization for me, and I'm sure I'm going to talk about it more because I'm still unpacking it and I'm still processing it. It's a huge one for me and scary to realize that I have been so externally focused, not embodying my own body. This is my home. And I often struggle with just feeling safe inside my body. And it's because of these habits of being so externally focused and not coming inside of here, you know, that it feels scary. It feels really scary to be in your body and feel and feel things. It's not comfortable. But that is the thing is uncomfortability is part of the human experience. And if we run away from that, we are denying our humanity. We are not living fully. And it's hard to even enjoy the joyful things if you're not enjoying the hard things because you need both. And without feeling both, you're not going to feel anything. (laughs) So... I know I'm not alone, 
And so I want to share. Well, thank you for listening and I'll see you on the next one.